What's happening, beautiful souls? Welcome to this introspection podcast with Simple Chris. I'm super glad that you're here and able to spend your time with me again. Wherever you are in the globe, I hope you still have the courage to strive despite life's challenges and still building up the courage to find optimism when life gets tough. Now, capping off for a theme for this month, I am super excited to interview our next special guest. Now, our resource person for today is truly a fascinating mentor of mine and always have a brilliant and interesting concept about life in general. So, I wanted to introduce to you a little bit about herself. Now, our resource speaker for today is a psychologist who earned her degree from the University of the Philippines in Quezon City. During her studies, she became the first president of the university's peer counseling program. Equipped with her academic and practical experience, she had been helping people improve their lives, and as a trainer and events organizer, she developed and organized learning sessions on mental health, mindfulness, team building, self-awareness, self-development, and the like. Now, she pointed out that her acceptance to be here is not because of her perfect knowledge on the topic, but because she wants to share how her failure has led her to better and happier relationship. Now, today's resource person, Cynthia Quintinar Alesna, wants to start this session with her personal quote, Nothing is achieved is nothing if nothing changes and it starts within you. Now, without further ado, I'm happy to have her in our show today. Please help me welcome Cynthia Alesna Quintanar. Hi, to Cynthia. Welcome to the show. How have you been doing? Hello, Kristen. Thank you for inviting me here. All I'm right. doing good. Oh, that's great to hear. I hope you're all as well on your end. Thank you so much, by the way, uh, for being here at the Cynthia. And um, the goal, by the way, is to create an understanding and explore possibilities to help make decisions to our listeners for today in connection to our theme or somewhat, you know, they can probably relate or contemplate about. Now, especially those single men and women out there who's trying desperately to continue to believe in love and marriage, you know, done the right way, and offering encouragement from your perspective on not settling anything less than they deserve. Now, that's great to hear from you, Cynthia. So let's dive deep with our questions for today. Now, would sure. like... That's great to hear. Okay. Now, I'd love to know what are your thoughts on healthy relationships? How do you define it about healthy relationship at the Cynthia? It is one that stands through the tests in time. It is built on a strong foundation of mutual trust, wherein both persons feel safe and unguarded and are supportive of each other. It is also important to note that achieving a healthy relationship starts with the desire of both parties to make it last and contributing efforts to make it work while it lasts. In short, it is not you versus me, but you and I versus relationship issues or conflicts. All right. That's great. 
I totally agree to Cynthia. Being a healthy relationship matters a whole lot and it really contributes success and happiness in a way that's it's it's actually a two-way street and can make both parties, you know, become a better version of themselves and support each other to attain the right kind of happiness, you know, when they are in a relationship. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's such a lovely insights. And um, just to carry on, by the way, um, we're interested to know how do I know or how do we know if, you know, I am compatible with my partner? Like, you know, based from your learnings, knowledge or experiences in the past. Uh, what are your thoughts about this? Yes, Christine, you are compatible when you share similarities in how you view things and experiences around you. Yet, compatibility is not only based on similarities. It is also the acceptance and respect of each other's differences and uniqueness. One psychological and emotional frame of mind has been formed differently and uniquely from childhood until teenhood or adulthood. You cannot expect your partner to think and act exactly the way you do. Yet, despite these differences, you are able to blend harmoniously to each other, complementing each other. That's right. And, mm -hmm. yeah, carry on, Tay. Yet further, compatibility is also the process of fulfilling each other's needs. It is a two-way or reciprocal process. I'd like to borrow the hierarchy of needs established by Abraham Maslow, Try to reflect on how you're able to satisfy your partner's basic needs in these areas. So these are the physiological, and we can include here the sexual needs. Um, this is about the physical aspect of the person. And then the second would be the safety and security needs. The third is on the emotional, social, affection, or the love needs. Mm -hmm. The fourth is on the power or esteem needs. And the fifth is on the self-actualization needs. So let's start with the physiological and sexual needs. All right, so that's interesting to know. Needs that mm -hmm. You'd like to check if you're compatible with these needs address the fulfillment of life to be alive, to survive, such as the need for food, water, sex, or air. So in terms of food, what are you compatible with? Do you prefer the seafoods or uh, you're a veggie, vegetarian person? So these are the the test of your compatibility and then the safety and security needs these are also this will address the need to survive in life for self-preservation to mm -hmm. be safe and protected just the shelter the house that you live in uh, the safety working mm -hmm. place that you are in mm -hmm. and you I want see. to be safe with your partner don't you so these these needs can be addressed by the couple and then the emotional, social, affection, mm -hmm. and love needs. Mm -hmm. This is the need of, you know what, Dean? Each yes. person really needs to be loved. And especially as women, we can give love freely. Mm -hmm. We have that instinct. We call that the mother's instinct. Mm -hmm. And so we can we are capable to love our partner. Mm -hmm. And then we also have the power or esteem needs. We have that need to be respected. And we also can respect our partner. So there is really a need in that relationship, the need for respect. And then the fifth one is the self-actualization needs. 
your need to become better than what you are. Your need to become the, the fullest of the potentials that you are. And you can use all these full potentials by being helpful or being generous to That's people, right. making people happy, especially mm. your partner. Exactly. Yes, team. These are the areas where you can look on how compatible you are. Exactly. I truly agree with you about that, Cynthia. And they said that, you know, never marry because of love, but marry because you find the right partner. I mean, we have our own individual stand with this, but following a spiritual and, you know, godly concept goes a long way. And I believe, like, um, I agree with you when you said, like, about Maslow hierarchical needs. Um, There are times, like, let's say, for example, um, trying to check if you guys meet halfway when it comes to your physiological needs, emotional needs. Because what if, like, I'm a type of person that, you know, I am not really in very intense about my emotion, but this, here comes this guy who is very emotionally available, emotionally attached. So it really does not meet halfway. And, you know, certain criteria or certain specific, like, you know, um, like, let's say, for example, if, if you are gauged, like, you guys together have to make sure that if you are compatible when it comes to, like, going, let's say, for example, I'm an indoor type of person, I just love staying at home, and I don't want to go outside that much, and um, I just enjoy living in the present moment, doing the things that I really love at home, and the guy that you're able to meet really loves to go outdoor, go hiking, but when you guys go together, like, you cannot appreciate what he is doing and in the same way let's say for example if you like to go shopping but your guy doesn't he's not really into like buying those luxurious stuff and everything like that so i think compatibility is one of the most essential thing that you know that you guys especially if you are actually searching for a companion or you know if you're into into a quest of a relationship and that really matters a lot and i agree with you about that now thank you so much about that information to cynthia and i just wanted to check by the way um we're interested to know how do we win and become happy at relationships i mean what are your thoughts about this yes Dan. i'd like to consider winning a relationship as a happy relationship where both parties are getting the fulfillment of their desires and needs. It is the meeting of minds and souls and both become one. In order to achieve this level, it is essential to know and understand the various stages in a relationship such as, so actually there are nine stages. In oh, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's that? nine. Yes. <laughs> I have no yes. idea about and that. This I'd, like to, I'd like to mention them first. <laughs> okay. I'd like to enumerate them before sure. explaining each one. You'd love to hear so that. So we have number one. Okay. Yes. We have number one as attraction. So oh. it starts with attraction. Mm-hmm. And the next would be infatuation stage. The third one is reality stage. The fourth is the exclusivity the fifth is the discovery wow. or the power struggles stage. The sixth is the commitment stage. The seventh is the crisis and deepening of relationship. The eighth is the growth and involvement. And the ninth is the mature love. Wow. So I really wish that all of your listeners 
will be able to achieve this mature love in their relationship. Wow. So let's start with attraction. Mm -hmm. Attraction is that when person's attention is captured by the subject's physical attributes, this invokes interest, liking, or desire. So, mm -hmm. Tim, have you been attracted to any any guy there? Definitely. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's in yeah, the same uh, location. <laughs> you cannot go through the other stages if you do not start with being attracted. Exactly. To mm hmm and especially, yeah. I can also point out, like, let's say, for example, for a guy, they are very visual. Um, they really have to make sure that, you know, when they get to know someone, they have to be, you know, physically attracted to that person. And it, it really matters, you know, a lot to them. But yes. exactly, that's the very yes. first step. And same goes with women at the same yeah. time. And we have to make sure that if they meet the criteria, and that's physical aspect which is attraction. Am I physically attracted to this person or not? That's right. Exactly. I agree with you at the same. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And that's why we women, we should, we should really try our best to dress well. We have good grooming so that we'll be attractive to the guys <laughs> and they can notice us. <laughs> so that, it starts from there. Actually, it starts from physical attraction. Exactly. With, your, with how you look, how you smile, the eyes that you have, and even the voice, Dean, will also <laughs> attract guys. Uh, yeah, especially those listeners out there, um, the voice, the physical, how you dress up. I mean, fashion, your, it's a fashion statement. I mean, it's your own style, how you express yourself in a way that's very authentic. And... You know, it actually denotes that you're actually taking care of yourself. I mean, how am I dressing up today? I mean, do I am I feeling better? It's not just like I feel low today. I don't want to dress up. I just wanted to go out. I just wanted to wear something baggy clothes and all that stuff. But it really matters because it accentuates your personality as a person. And it goes to show that you are actually taking care of yourself. And you are paying attention about simple details about how you dress up, how you show up in the world. And, you know, that is really one of the, you know, best factors as well. And I agree with you, Cynthia. There are times that we don't, we girls don't feel like, I don't want to wear something flashy or something flamboyant today or I don't want to wear something. I just wanted to wear casual or something comfy or whatnot. But it's okay to wear, you know, comfortable dressed over, you know, flashy dress so long as you're comfortable and so long as you're you're not um, leaving yourself behind. I mean, just taking care of yourself and be tidy and all that stuff. And, you know, it starts from there. And I agree with you about that. Yes, and we don't overdo in our dressing up. Exactly. It's not really, yes, but it's <laughs> something really uh, attractive, yet it's it's pleasing to the eyes. Exactly. Like in a modest yeah, manner, uh, but not like head over heels, like not to like dress to kill, all that stuff. Um, but yeah. you portray the type of personality that you are. And that goes to show that you are representing, you know, a part of yourself to the world. And that is who you are. And nobody can ever change that. And, you know, just trying to be very 
uh, mindful about what you wear and how you deliver and how you demonstrate that. And I guess that's something that I really need to work on as well. <laughs> that's, that's, that's true. true. <laughs> and, and always remember to dress on that specific occasion. That is exactly true at the Cynthia. And yeah, yes. mm-hmm. just to carry on, um, any other aside from dressing well? Yeah, second stage it's the infatuation stage okay and the infatuation is an intense passion for someone that causes the brain to produce a chemical called dopamine and this makes you like you're floating on the clouds <laughs> and this makes you so happy if you're infatuated with somebody and you really just like to be near with that person all the time and you and this is sometimes mistaken for love Actually, it's just an infatuation. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's an early stage. Love is really deeper than that. Exactly. Um, especially those teenagers, um, you know, teenagers nowadays, like, they think that there it's, it's already love, but it's just infatuation or it's just a simple crush, you know, towards somebody. And it's not really a deep, profound feeling that you are experiencing so it's not more than that it's just infatuation and that's, that's right exactly and what do we have next at the cynthia aside from infatuation um i'd like to say something i mean a last point about infatuation sure uh, be careful because sometimes because you think that this infatuation is love so some young people like they immediately decide to live with each other mm-hmm. or to make babies because of this feeling. And this is and this is very crucial because it will affect the rest of their lives. Exactly. So just be careful about the particular feeling that this is not love. This is something that will just pass away. Exactly. Not even deeper. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just a fleeting feeling that it won't last forever. Um, it's so heartbreaking, especially, you know, prevalent happening nowadays, especially for our millennials or young generations. I mean, we can't help it. Others are getting pregnant at the very early stage of 20s or even 18 years old. And it goes to show that uh, I agree with you at the Cynthia that they are just infatuated in a way that they thought that it's actually love, but it's actually not. And they're not being guided about, you know, the their emotions and feelings. And they yes. thought it differently. So they ended up messing up their lives in a way that it really affects the entire um, total well-being as a person. And it's a domino effect, like giving birth and don't have any financial assistance or don't have financial funds at all. And it's hard. I mean, if you are in that situation, but... Um, it's just a reminder to everyone, um, especially, you know, when to identify or distinguish between love and being infatuated with someone, um, just for us to protect ourselves and to, you know, instill with us the right kind of guidelines as we go on with our lives. That's correct, Cynthia. Yeah. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. And what do we have... Yes, Yes, I have here the third stage. This is a stage wherein couples start to act naturally. 
and they will notice their weaknesses and differences and even their flaws. And this is a stage whereby they start to think whether they'd like to accept the person or reject the person. And sadly, if they want to reject the person, they wouldn't want to continue with the relationship. And that, that's when the relationship ends. Mm. And what happens is that they were infatuated in the second stage and they, and they have, uh, they go into like um, a kind of relationship that can produce babies. Mm-hmm. And then they end up in this reality stage whereby they start noticing their weaknesses and differences. Mm-hmm. Then that's the danger there. There, there is a greater chance that they will reject the relationship and end the relationship. However, mm-hmm. they may also just continue with the relationship. They will accept each other's differences and flaws and try to determine and work out how they can improve their relationship. Mm, that is such yeah. a wonderful thing. Exactly, trying to know each other's differences, strength, and weakness. It takes a. It really takes time and um a very it, a whole lot of adjustments between two individuals working on a relationship, and um and and I believe also like being a ta- catalyst of change within yourself or involves a change within you is actually a very helpful or a constructive manner like being the right person. To yourself is actually a good way in order for you to contribute when you get to have a partner or a lifelong partner or a spouse to maintain a very sustainable relationship and that is right um that is such a helpful insight yes and what do we have on the fourth to cynthia the fourth is that you will be going exclusive so that's the exclusivity stage the couple is expected to focus only on each other and not to date with anyone else. This gives you the chance to know each other deeply. Mm, So that's exclusivity. Yes. Exactly. My boyfriend will only have to to date with me. He cannot date with anybody else. Like faithfulness (laughs) is a, a big factor in this. Yes. Exactly. I mean, you can't just, if you are in an exclusive relationship, you can't just have it all. I mean, it's it's a test of integrity and faithfulness and being loyal to your partner. I mean, why do you have to keep on chasing on other people if you already have the gift or if you already have the package deal in front of you? I mean, it's sometimes reality hits us so hard that other people, if even if they are already in an, in an exclusive relationship, they still are fishing out other you know girls out there or other boys out there um and that's 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 yeah. that's actually a very sad reality that we are experiencing right now i mean just because there are some like we are exclusive but behind closed doors or me behind the scene they are trying to hooked up with somebody else and that is so sad i mean it takes a whole lot of commitment it takes a whole lot of courage it takes up a whole lot of integrity and um, being intentional within yourself and to your partner because, you know, just to be, you know, there should be a value of, there should be value if you are in a relationship. And I agree with you about that, Cynthia. Hopefully, you know, um, 
it won't really affect i mean it, it does affect when you are if you are in, in an exclusive relationship and you have somebody else you know on the other side of the story and that's that's so sad exactly and that destroys the relationship exactly because it will no longer be built on trust mm-hmm. you will be doubting each other suspecting each other and that causes conflict which is bad mm, exactly and that's just actually a, a not good thing to hear i mean if you are exclusive then you are having this agreement that you guys should focus with each other i mean not trying that's to perfect. entertain other people already and that's actually the real thing if you are in a relationship that's right and that, yeah. that's a good point and that's right. mm-hmm. it's a mm-hmm. and what okay i'm sorry yes Go ahead, Cynthia. Carry on. What do we have? Yeah. Do, do if we ha- you decide to be prepared for it, mm-hmm. uh, hold on. Hold on, Cynthia. I think we're having a bad connection here. <laughs> Just give me a moment. And we're experiencing some technical trouble at the moment. Um, it might be the connection is lagging behind, and uh, we'll just wait for a while to uh from Ate Cynthia to carry on. Um, but yes, that's right. Um, to our listeners right now. Uh, when Atisthenia made mention about those criteria, it's really very important for us to be very mindful about, you know, how we handle a specific relationship as we carry on with our, you know, daily tasks as a partner to someone. All right, and Atisthenia, let's just check if it's already working. I think I'm having, um, you're cutting in and out. Yeah. Am I in already? Yes, that that's right. You're okay now. Is I can hear you. <laughs> this better? Yes. Yeah. This I transferred the... to a different place. Oh, that's why. Is this better now? Yeah, I can hear you. <laughs> this is the perk of audio recording. So, um, you know, experiencing and embracing this kind of situation like this. And uh, thank you so much for listening. Yeah, let's carry on to Cynthia. Yes, the next one would be, as I said earlier, discovery or power struggles. This stage is when you have differences in opinions or preferences. Mm. So sometimes this leads to arguments. Uh, for instance, uh, your in terms of choosing the right restaurant to go to, your is a restaurant, but your boyfriend wants to go to a Japanese restaurant. So there would be differences in taste and then differences in opinions. You may have differences in political opinions. And this could lead to argument if you're not careful about this. So, But this is one way to discover your uniqueness. And you can appreciate your uniqueness. And you can adjust with the uniqueness and still consider loving and caring for each other. Exactly. 
I agree with you about that, Cynthia. I mean, it, it's not just they said when you are in a relationship, you also, you know, compromise each other's weakness and strength and me and when it comes to your interest individual interest in life i mean if i'm a type of person who loves to go run or jogging or do outdoor activities and you just wanted to just go watch movie together and you really can't appreciate you know having us together go running and um, it takes time and adjustments and like what i've mentioned before like um, you really have to appreciate each other's uniqueness and idiosyncrasies and your individual flaws at the same time and it takes up courage and if you can really accept um, it, your partner's interests and trying to combine with yours as well and that's exactly true and what do we have next to cynthia <laughs> 